This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to another episode of Making Moves with TK. I'm so excited to be doing a solo episode because it's been a while and that was my initial game plan is to kind of do like one solo, one guest, one solo, one guest. But then I got the opportunity to host a bunch of amazing epic guests. So um, yeah, I just kind of like pushed my solos to the side and I really took the time to outline this episode. I mean, I'm sure you saw the title. It's called 25 Things I Learned at 25. I just turned 25, oh gosh, a few weeks ago, like two weeks ago now. And I already feel different. Like not even, not in a like, oh my God, I'm so much more mature way. It's just like, I feel different. I don't know how, I I don't know. It's just, I, I feel like this is the first time I've ever turned any age other than 21 that I'm like, whoa, this just feels different. Um, Also, the number 25 to me just seems like (laughs) kind of old. I'm sorry if you're 25 or older and you're like, that is not old. But to me, I'm like, whoa, like quarter life crisis. Here we go. I'm also very excited for 25 because my brain is now fully developed. And um my old roommate Peyton always said that 25 was the best year of her life. So I'm looking forward to that. And I don't know, I feel like more than ever, I am like ready to put myself first. I'm ready to like say no to things that I don't want to do instead of just because of their, just because they're convenient. Um, I'm excited to like see where I take myself and my brand and I don't know all the things. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for tuning in in um let me know if you like like solo episodes at all because I would be happy to do more they just take me a little bit more time to outline it's so weird you think I would be like more nervous to have a guest on but actually I'm like more nervous to talk by myself I think it's because then I like actually have to like think about what I'm feeling like (laughs) go into my like emotions and my feelings and um I don't know I wanted to like do well in the sense like I want you guys to learn something or be entertained or you know maybe take a tip or trick or you know something some piece of something from these episodes so I definitely do try and put more time and effort towards the outline so let me know if you like them here we go 25 things I learned at 25 keep in mind I've only been 25 for two weeks, so there's still a lot to learn this year. Maybe I will do the same episode in a year from now, but 
let's forking go. Put on your seatbelts, baby. Let's forking go. Also, if you are in your kitchen cleaning right now, if you are on the treadmill doing your 12 3 30 Lauren Geraldo shout out right now. If you're just sitting on the couch about to go to bed, whatever your whatever the case is, turn it up a notch because I'm gonna give you some good tips and tricks of what I learned in these 25 years. I can't even believe I'm 25. Like, what the fork? I, in my head, I, like, feel 21. Just because I feel like I entered this, like, industry kind of when I was 21. I mean, I moved to LA when I was a week after I turned 18. But, like, I actually started, like, working in this world at 21. So, in my head, I, like, feel like I'm still 21. It's crazy. I definitely don't feel 25, but whatever. Here we go. Okay. First thing, number one, that first came to my mind is JOMO, which is the joy of missing out. As you know, if you've been a consistent listener to making moves, um, I talked about in the beginning of this year in my like New Year's resolutions, I was saying how I really wanted to get better at saying no and like not having FOMO to things. So I feel like, you know, it's been six months now and I feel like I have been absolutely killing the not having FOMO. Like, where I once was with FOMO versus where I am now, I am so proud of my progress. I feel like I literally, you guys, used to not be satisfied or happy no matter what I chose. So whether it was me going out or me staying in, like I was not happy either way because when I would go out, I'd be like, oh, I should have stayed home. I should have got my video up. I should have just rested. This isn't that fun. Like I would put so much pressure on the night. And then if I stayed in, I would be like lurking on my friends, like Instagram stories, snap stories, whatever it is. Um, Like it pained me watching them, watching the stories because I would be like, oh my God, like they're having so much fun without me. I'm not even like being that productive right now. I'm not even fully resting like I'm half assing this edit or like whatever I would be doing normally editing and um I don't know I feel like I just was never like relaxed or satisfied with my decision so I really like Jomo is like a huge thing in my life now and I want to teach (laughs) y'all to enjoy it um and like I don't know these are the tips and tricks I've learned in regards to Jomo which is the joy of missing out now because that's how I look at it um First of all, this is like all stuff you've heard before, but I just need to reiterate, nothing is as fun as it seems on social media, specifically on nights out, like when people are quote unquote partying. I'm sorry. Anytime I'm posting in real time at a party, I am not having that much fun. You know why? Because first of all, I'm not that drunk because I'm on my phone like posting. Second of all, again, what I just said, I'm on my phone posting. Like, trust me, the the most fun nights I've ever had in my entire life. Like I am locked into the night. Like I'm not on my phone. I'm not getting content. I completely forget about the fact that I can even like take photos, get content, do a TikTok, like whatever the case is. Like if I'm having a great night, that's normally means I am like fully zoned into my friends, the hot boy I have a crush on, like whatever it is. And that means it was a good ass night. The nights where I'm posting in real time, like at 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m., midnight, like that means I'm not having that much fun because believe it or not, putting a story up, like when you're an influencer takes time. Like I know you guys are like, LOL, it's just a story frame, like whatever. But like 
for me, I want to like make it funny, add funny music, or like put funny text or put aesthetic text, like whatever I'm feeling. Um, tagging people, like that takes time and effort, and I need to be like fully in the zone. It needs to have my full attention when I'm storying or like you know posting a TikTok. Don't even get me started on TikTok. Like TikTok, if someone is making a TikTok while they're out, like listening to the sound editing it making sure it's on the right beat like doing the lip sync doing it again because you didn't get it right the first time like i'm sorry if people are doing that yes that is fun yes that is fun to do with your friends i do it all the time but like keep in mind like if people are doing that like that's the most fun thing that they're doing does that make sense like the rest of the night or the bar or whatever wherever they're at is not that fun because they're making a tiktok instead of like actually enjoying the present moment does that make sense so i always try and remember that now and i feel like what truly made me believe that people weren't having that fun when they were posting um their like stories and shit is i started realizing or i started recognizing it myself when i would go out and i was like really good at posting or really good at getting content or like i got great photos i realized like damn like that night was like low-key not that fun like of course it was fun it's fun to take pictures with your friends of course um like i like getting my content for the gram or whatever it is but um in the present time like it wasn't that fun um but i made the most out of it by like getting photos and stuff does that make sense i feel like part of this is um confusing to people that like don't give a fork about taking photos i just like the way i see taking photos or getting content sometimes i'm like okay well if all else fails at least i'll get stuff for my job does that make sense um some of y'all are probably like what the fork is she talking about um but one other thing i kind of live by in regards to this is if it's not a fork yes it's a fork no so when someone now asks me to hang out they're like hey do you want to come to this party on the west side on saturday like if i'm not if it's not a fork yes, my answer, like, immediately, then in my head, it's a fork no. Like, don't – if I'm dilly-dallying about, like, whether I should do that or whether I should stay home, like, if it's not a fork yes, it's a fork no. Those are words to live by. And I'm not kidding you. I am so much more happy and relaxed and – just overall happy like because I don't have as much FOMO anymore and one a few major things that have helped me not have FOMO is not having guilt when I choose to relax versus work because in my head if I wouldn't go out to party I was like I better be working but now I have found how much more productive I am like during the week if I actually choose to relax and one way that I have helped myself relax is coloring <laughs> you guys are probably laughing right now but like dead ass i ordered so many fun like adult coloring books from amazon they're so cheap um i've linked them on my instagram story so definitely look at like my highlights on my instagram it's at tk's juicy polls but i found this one and it's like i'm not even a smoker at all but i think it's so funny it's like disney characters that are like smoking or like smoking a hookah or whatever and it's like literally ariel like smoking a hookah and i just color while I watch like Real Housewives or whatever it is, and it is like the best time, I look forward to it genuinely. So find something that like you know will give you guaranteed fun, whether that's like your guilty pre pleasure. That's watching Grey's Anatomy. That's watching uh, Housewives. That's watching like your favorite YouTuber, where whatever it is. Okay, number two is risks are what take you to the next level. So uh, every time I've taken a 
ginormous or even small risk in my life, that's what's helped me progress my entire life forward. Like, I feel like I'm always trying to move forward as a human being, whether that's spiritually, whether that's um, mentally, physically, like in a work setting, my relationships, friend-wise, like I always want to be moving forward. I always want to be changing. I always want to be getting better. And honestly, people that say like, you've changed and they're not on board with that, like, that's their problem, not mine. I always want to be moving forward. That's a compliment to me if I've changed. So um, that being said, when you're when you come to a fork in the road and there is a risk you have to take to get to the next place where you want to be. Of course, marinate on it to figure out how to attack it the best way. But uh, I just encourage I just I'm talking to myself here like take the risk like the worst that can happen is you go back to where you started you learn something new you figure out a way to reroute or pivot and um yeah risks really have they've all been rewarding to me in some capacity and that doesn't just mean like oh they've all been game-changing like life-changing risks like sometimes they're like little things here and there like trying a new spot or trying a new go-to spot or going on a date or whatever the case is for me the biggest risks that come to mind are one like moving to LA hello uh so scary moved across the country didn't know a soul like my life is forever tra- changed because I did that another thing is moving into the current apartment I'm in it's crazy watching my pr- progression. And this isn't for me to be like, oh, look how far I've come. Um, I'm just trying to show you like and be so real. If, if you followed me, you know, because I'm like very open about this stuff. But like when I moved into my current apartment with my roommate, um, I was like afraid if I could afford it fully. Like I was like, oh, gosh, like I'll take the smaller room. You take the master can I fully afford this? I'm nervous. Like I wasn't even making really great money on YouTube yet. I had just started. Um, I was really nervous, like genuinely. And I'm so glad I took the risk of like leveling, leveling up my life and like moving into my dream apartment because I mean, y'all know, like I feel like moving into the apartment itself, like has become a part of my brand. Like people love the city, like skyline in the background in the back of my videos like the couch I even taking the, taking this as small of a risk as getting that weird ass couch that I have like I did not want that couch to begin with I wanted like a dupe for the restoration cloud couch and my roommate at the time Peyton was like no I feel like this one's cool and funky like we should get this I was like oh that's so weird I don't know if I love that and I'm so glad that I even took that risk because look at how much like my brand is that couch now and like how much of a wow factor it brings to like me and my apartment and it makes me so happy like I've never been more happy in a home setting like I'm absolutely obsessed with my apartment it makes me so happy and it's worth every penny to me one thing that I love about risks too is the saying necessity is the mother of invention my mom taught me this so I use this phrase all the time in life. This is literally what I thought of when I took the risk of (laughs) moving into the apartment by myself and paying not only like my side of the rent, but now paying my roommates half of the rent because she was moving out. I was like, you know what? Necessity is the mother of invention. And what that means is fork. If I have to pay rent, I'm going to figure it out. And 
sure enough, I did, which is crazy. Like I can't, it, there was a time where I was like, there's no way I'll be able to do that. Now I'm like, this is crazy. This is like my regular scheduled programming. Like every, at the top of the month, I'm like ready to go because I made it work. I uploaded way more. I like took on more deals, like whatever you have to do, most of the time you'll figure it out. And it's really rewarding because I feel like you, I've built a trust with myself being like, whoa, if I can do that, I can do this. And it just like motivates me. And um, I've built a lot of trust within myself, like, you know, necessity is another invention of invention and I made it work. So, um, yeah, even that uh, I'm trying to think of, you know, there's multiple risks I've taken small to big. Those are some big ones as an as examples. But yeah, take the risk, try it, rip off the bandaid. The worst that can happen is you end up being where you are right now and not moving forward but at the end of the day you'll move forward in a different direction whether that's the one you chose or expected or a different route thank you so much to apartments.com for sponsoring this episode of making moves apartments.com believes a dishwasher does more than just clean plates it turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you that could mean more time to read more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. The one thing that has kept me sane throughout the 75 hard challenge, and more importantly, has kept me hydrated the most, is liquid IV. Y'all, when I tell you, I literally crave liquid IV. Like the lemon lime flavor lives rent free in my head. First of all, it just always quenches my thirst, but it is perfectly sour and has that tangy taste to it. And it's just so good. Like a nice, cold, crisp glass of liquid IV. Oh my gosh. Mwah! Sounds so good. Whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, all in a single sugar-free stick. So I actually just taste tested all of the flavors for you guys, the pear, the white peach, the green grape, and the lemon lime. And I have to tell you, I still think lemon lime is my favorite. <laughs> But my second favorite is green grape. And then my third favorite, believe it or not, is pear. I'm actually shocked by how much I like pear. And then in fourth place for me was the white peach. My favorite thing about liquid IV is how convenient it is, especially because I am always on the go. I am booked and busy, and I'm sure you guys are too. So being able to pack it so easily in a purse or a carry-on or whatever the case is, like my work bag, I always have a liquid IV in there because throughout my day, I get so thirsty and nothing truly satisfies my thirst craving other than a liquid IV. Like it is so good. I literally want to make one right now. And listen, drinking water is great. Like I've been drinking so much water while doing the 75 hard challenge, but one stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you way better than water alone. And I love it because I feel like it actually revives me. And the best part about it is that there's no artificial sweeteners and zero sugar. However you hydrate, grab your liquid IV hydration multiplier, sugar-free in bulk 
nationwide at Costco or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TK at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code TK at liquidiv.com. Number three is y'all have heard it, but if you think you're beaten, you are. This is a quote from my dad. Well, it's a quote from someone. It's like, you know the whole quotes. If you think you're beaten, you are. If you think you dare not, you don't. If you like to win, but don't think you can, it's almost a sense you won't. So essentially it's like goes on and on, but it's all about the state of mind. Like life is all in the state of mind. Like really, truly think about it. If you think you are beaten, you are. And I think that's so true. Um... For I use it. I'm not kidding you for everything in life. Like I'm always constantly telling Alicia. I'm telling Ashley. I'm telling my friends. I'm telling my family. When you are in a situation, even today, I was like on my way here, really stressed out. I was like anxious about something else. And I was worried about being focused on this podcast. And I was like, you know what? Let's take a minute. If you think you're beaten, you are like, Come on. I think of it all the time, too, when I'm working out. Like, I'll be like, just run one more mile. Like, people always say running is, like, in the state of mind or it's, like, a mental game. I'm like, just run one more mile. Like, if you think you can, you'll be able to. So, yeah, that's number three. Number four is every man is for themselves. Um, I feel like this one kind of surprised me because I am such a, like, team player type of girly, like, I love bouncing off ideas with other people. I love working together as a unit. Um, I'm so big on like relationships with my family, my friends, my coworkers, whatever the case is. But one thing LA in particular has really taught me is every man is for themselves. And it's kind of like, I think of like the Hunger Games, like no matter who you form an alliance with, aka like your friends, your family, your best coworker, friends, like whatever it is, at the end of the day, when push comes to shove and they need to choose whether they're going to help you or help themselves, they're going to choose to help themselves. So I think like reminding myself that is always helpful for me in the long run and makes me like less upset when people don't show up for me or help me in a way I expected. Like, I just try and remember, like, at the end of the day, every man is for themselves. They have their own shit going on. You know, maybe they just found out one of their family members passed away and I have no idea or whatever. I know that's extreme, but, like, shit happens. That's happened to me before and no one's known. (laughs) And I just was, like, doing my life and I I needed – maybe I needed to stay in and that's why I stayed in instead of just telling you I just canceled because I wanted to work. Like, there's so many times where you just have no idea what's going on and – People are just trying to figure it out for themselves. So don't take take things too personally. And of course, it's like very rewarding and awesome knowing you can rely on people or that they have your back. But I think it's even more rewarding when you know like if if you were to lose everyone tomorrow, you would still be okay because you have yourself. Um, So I try and remember that, too, because in that way, like when people do disappoint me because it's inevitable, um, I'm fine. I'm okay. Even like prime examples, like my parents getting divorced, like I I was like reliant so much on them as a unit and like as a partnership. And I like was so let down that they got divorced. Um, I know some people are probably going to be like, it's not that big of a deal. 
to me it was and um knowing that I could like rely on myself like there was a while where I just like couldn't even talk to my parents because I was so mad at them and knowing like going through that and knowing that I could rely on myself and figure life out on my own um, was really rewarding even though at the same time it kind of sucked because they divorced me (laughs) Um, but whatever okay number five is men are scared (laughs) Um, and this isn't just to be like oh men are so intimidated by me because I'm kind of like not that I'm over saying that. I just feel like that's another podcast. That's another time. That's that's another topic for another podcast. But men are scared in the sense that this is something I've learned from my brother and like my guy friends is the last thing guys want to seem is like weird or creepy. So first of all, tip, if you want to... Um, make a guy feel like shit, just tell him he's weird. Because guys would literally rather be called the biggest douchebag ever than be called weird. <laughs> it's so funny, like, they, the last thing they wanna be on earth is weird, and if you just call them weird, the, that'll like freak them out. Like, if someone ghosts you and then they hit you up again, which that has happened to me, don't be like, I feel like in the past I normally like would call them out and be like, I thought it was really rude of you. Like I don't fork with guys like that, yada, yada. Now I'm like, oh no biggie, I just thought it was weird. That like triggers them. They're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like I didn't mean to, like I didn't mean to be weird. (laughs) So that's like one thing. Peyton taught me that, my old roommate. Just call them weird. Like they're so scared of the word weird. Um, But the other thing is is they're scared because they don't want to seem creepy i feel like unfortunately in this world like we deal with so many creepy men and um like guys like my brother know that and they don't and they he hears me talk about it like oh my gosh this guy was so creepy and he like freaked me out yada yada so now he like takes knowing that when he approaches girls he's not as like forward as like I as a girl would want a guy to be because he doesn't want to seem creepy so I don't know anytime I'm just like anytime I'm interested in a guy I don't overthink like why isn't he talking to me too much or like if he wanted to he would too much like just go up and start the conversation like maybe he really wanted to talk to you he was just like a little scared and didn't want to seem creepy it's worked for me also there's been so many times where like I knew a guy had a crush on me and I had a crush on them but I felt like again they were just a little bit scared maybe a little bit intimidated I don't know what the case was but I I remember one guy I was like can I just I was like can I tell you a secret he was like sure and I was like you know I have a crush on you right and then as soon as I said that it was like light bulb went off in his head and he like started making moves he started um asking me on dates like the the snowball effect like shit started to happen as soon as I told him that I feel like he was just a little scared I don't know why maybe this is just the guys I'm talking to but yeah that's something I try to remember like don't be afraid to just go up and at least get like open up the can of worms you know or like don't be afraid to just get it started like you don't have to like end up asking them out but like you know throw them a bone start talking to them make it easy for them to ask you out if that makes sense I feel like most of the time like we're taught as girls like you know go go dance on the dance floor and never make eye contact and they should walk up to you like I feel like that's a lot to ask for like imagine being the guy like I would be terrified so I think just like make yourself open smile make eye contact like make it yourself available and way more guys will come up to you 
um, and be less scared to like ask you out. Okay, number six is expectations are the resentments in the making. Oh gosh, this is such a good one. Like, I feel like I've always heard this, but it really hit these last couple of years, especially with men. Oh my gosh. Like, I feel like now my expectations are so low, not in like a, oh, I don't have any like morals or values when it comes to men. Like I definitely do. And I do have certain expectations, but I feel like I am so much more happy when I am pleasantly surprised by people and this goes back to like every man is for themselves like whether that's your friends or your family like if they want to treat me if they want to bless me if they want to surprise me if they want to help me I let that be a moment of joy and surprise for me and I enjoy that versus being like I expected you to come and help me when I said I was fine and you needed to figure it out like I feel like my old self was very like toxic in that way I would be like my like ex-boyfriend I would be like I'm fine and then like expect him to show up and he was like but you said you were fine like I feel like now I'm just like expectations others than our resentments in the making like lower the expectations. If someone shows up for me and I wasn't expecting it, great. That makes me and my day so much better. Okay, number seven, this is like, I feel like a big one that not that many people talk about. This is just like my hot take. Different types of friends are important. I feel like in our society, like having a best friend is what everyone wants. Of course, like I get it. Everyone wants that like best friend, bestie like moment, um, specifically just like for their Instagrams and Instagram captions, like if, if we're being honest. <laughs> but it's fun to call someone your bestie, your best friend, whatever the case is. I think it's actually more important to have multiple besties. And I feel like most people will be like, that is such a bad idea. Like people that can't keep one friend are like so toxic. It's not that you're like jumping from one friend to another and like ditching the rest I think it's just good to have options as friends because then you don't put all the expectations on one friend and when they don't show up for you for whatever it is you need help for like at least you have other friends to help you for different things um I realized this when I like moved to LA because I had like my hometown friends and then I had my like Fitum friends and then I had my influencer YouTube friends and then I had my work friends and then I you know quickly had like my brother's friends or and then over time I had like my party friends and then I had my brother's friends and um more work friends and acquaintances and event friends and I have found that that has helped me so much because how can I expect one of my hometown friends to know when I'm upset about a YouTube comment when she is like so far removed from my like YouTube world or like how can I expect her to congratulate me on like a huge brand deal when she's just like what does that even mean do you know what I mean um or vice versa like how can I expect one of my event friends in LA to help me with like my family issues like that's a lot of pressure to put on like one person and I just think it's really important to have you know a few good hometown friends a few like one or two or three it's not it's not like five to ten that's great if you do but I like to have different friends in different friend groups because sometimes 
you know, one friend in one friend group is going through it and maybe they need time apart from you or maybe you need time apart from them or whatever the case is. Like life is hard. Life is sticky. And um, I have found having multiple friend groups and just like keeping up with them periodically from time to time has been really helpful for me. And I also like have friends in my head that like help me with designated things like for instance my friend Libby is like one of my best friends when it comes to guys like I love talking about guys with her every time we catch up she's like how's so and so like how was the date like you know how was your love life how was the hookup like we are, we're always talking about that like we get really deep with that some of my work friends like I never talk about hooking up with guys with because I just like I feel like that's weird we love to bond over you know, YouTube stuff or whatever the case is. Like, it's just, I like to have different friends for different things. Sometimes I have friends that love like the YouTube world. Some of, sometimes I have friends that hate the YouTube world, but they love going to sports games. So I don't know. I think it's important to have different types. And also for me, like being in this world in this like LA bubble, because yes, it does become a bubble. It's so like important and crucial for me to have friends that aren't in the bubble because I feel like they like help me touch grass. Literally, like there's been times where I'm like, I look back and I'm like, who did I think I was? Or I was like having unreal expectations for my career or, you know, what should be happening for me in my life or whatever the case is. And um, it's so nice talking to my hometown friends because like they helped me realize that your career and your job isn't the only thing that matters in life. Like it's okay to get excited about the meal you're going to cook at home. It's okay if you don't want to work on a Sunday and you actually just want to reset and be hungover, whatever the case is. Like I, I feel like it's just so important to have different types of people in your life that can add value in different areas. So that's my hot take on that. I don't know if some people will disagree probably, but for me, that's what works. Okay, number eight is no one is you and that is your power. Um, I've, I've talked about this a gazillion times on this podcast, but seriously, the second I started leaning into me and what I like to do and who I am and owning where I'm from, from owning that my parents are divorced, owning that I like tennis, owning that I'm from Indiana, like owning that... Um, I'm not a nepotism baby, like whatever the case is. I feel like I used to think like moving to LA, like I need to have this bag and this car and like have these connections. And it's just, it's very intimidating because everyone has all those things or like that's what it felt like. And as soon as I started like honing into like my craziness and like saying fork and talking about boys or whatever it is, like that's when my like community and my followers leaned into me and felt like they could resonate with me the most. So yeah, it's just what makes you stand out. It's the only thing that will is owning who you are and working it. Um, number nine is FaceTime your friends. Um, this is so simple and silly, but like the only way I can keep in contact with my hometown friends or my silly little friend in Nashville or my silly little friend in Chicago or whatever the case is, is me reaching out and FaceTiming them. I have a few things on this. Um, the first thing is not everyone is good at reaching out. And that was a really hard pill for me to swallow because I would be so confused because every time I would talk to my friends from out of town that I wouldn't see periodically or by convenience, I was always the one reaching out. Like they would never reach out to me and it used to piss me off. And I would be like, why am I the only one reaching out? Like 
this isn't fair. Like, I'm the only one that cares. They don't give a fork about me. Well, first of all, Taylor, you're posting your entire life in every little detail on the internet. It's easy to keep up with you. That's number one. Number two is sometimes people suck at reaching out. And like, you know, I'm bad at a ton of things too. That's one of their flaws, right? I am lucky that I'm good at reaching out. That is one thing that I'm good at. And because I'm good at it and I finally realized that I'm good at it, I am owning that. And I'm fine with being the friend that reaches out. If they don't reach out to me, that's fine. Um, it's not that deep. Reach out to your friends. Um, as, and if you're bad at reaching out, it would mean a lot if you reached out to your friend who reaches out to you more because um, it literally makes my day when my friends reach out to me. I'm like, they care so much. Um, and I get it. Like everyone's busy, but we all have like time and passing, whether it's like you're jumping on the train, you're going for a quick walk, you're taking your dog out, you're cleaning the dishes, whatever the case is. Like you always can make a little time. I like to FaceTime your friends or call them. I call mine all the time when I'm in the car, when I'm cleaning, when I'm going on walks, like all the things I just said. Um, yeah, I, I feel like anytime I'm in a funk or I feel weird and I randomly call a friend, it just helps me get out of my own head. Like I feel like the world, whatever I'm like focused on is just like poof, it like disappears for a hot second, lets me get out of my own head and like focus on them. Like sometimes it helps. I don't even care if we talk about me. It just helps for me. Like I, I would love to be the listener and help so my friend who I'm calling with their issue. Like it just helps to get out of your own, he own head sometimes, especially I think with influencers when you're your own business owner and you're by yourself so much, like it's nice to be like, what are you, your problem for one, every once in a while? Like, let me help you versus me like focusing and overanalyzing on like my little things every once in a while. Oh, another thing that I do is when I'm like driving and I'm like thinking, listening to music and someone pops into my head that I normally would never call, I try and actually force myself to call them. I haven't done this in a while, mainly because I haven't been in the car that much. But there would be times where I'd have like random ass people that pop into my head like, oh, this so-and-so guy that I used to talk to and we were like really good friends and I kind of had a crush on him at some point. Like, I wonder how he's doing. I would convince myself that I need to call him and I'm not kidding you, it would make their day. They would be like, whether it was a girl, a guy, whatever, they'd be like, oh my God, like, thank you so much for thinking of me. Like, this just made my day. Even if we can talk for two minutes, I think just showing that like, you care or you thought of them like telling someone oh my god I thought of you the other day it really is endearing and means a lot so I think I don't know push yourself it's a fun way to get yourself out of your comfort zone too um take a little risk call someone that you thought of the other day and yeah one of my favorite songs is always been you by I think it's Quinn 92 he's really good anyway in the song it says when's the last time that you called someone just to say hi um y'all don't want to hear me actually sing that but that resonates with me so much like I can't remember the last time anyone called me just to say hi and I wish I could so this is your sign if you're watching my podcast and you're friends with me call me no I'm kidding. um but you would seriously make someone's day if you would just call someone randomly just to say hi with no like ulterior motive
Number 10 is communication is key. I feel like it's so easy. I I used to be one of those people where I was like, you know what? This isn't even worth bringing up. I'm just going to shove it under the rug, like grind through. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that having those little tough conversations along the way are what truly form a beautiful relationship with someone, whether it's a partner or a friend or a coworker. Um, It's really important to be straight up and I think it's like you owe it to yourself to be like, hey, that kind of bothered me when you did that. Um, I'm totally cool with it now. I just wanted to let you know because I don't know. It happened again recently and it bothered me again and I don't want to build up resentment. I think if you just tell your friends that or be straight up with them and having little conversations along the way, it'll help you so much in the long run. A tip when it comes to that is Brene Brown, genius, When it comes to a hard or tough conversation, she has this trick where she'll say, the story I'm telling myself is, and then proceed with her statement. So... So recently I wanted, I'm, I'm planning a trip to Europe and I really wanted my brother to come with me and he was like being kind of iffy and driving me nuts essentially about whether he was going to go or not. And in my head, I was like, you're being lazy. Like you need to make a plan. Um, you're wasting my time. I could have asked someone else by now, yada, yada. But really he was going back and forth because he was like, ah, can I take off work and, you know, figuring out his own shit. So the best thing I could do is approach him and be like, hey, this is bothering me that you aren't making a plan. The story I'm telling myself is that you're being lazy and you're just waiting for me to make a plan and like draw the line. Is that the case or am I completely wrong because that is the story that I'm telling myself? Then from there, he would be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry that you felt that way. I actually was really stressed about taking off work. I don't think it's gonna work out. Um, Thanks for bringing that up. The story I'm telling myself is A, B, and C. It's just a helpful way to be like, listen, this is why I'm mad, but like a nicer way. (laughs) That makes sense. Um, Okay, number 11 is trust your gut. Your gut and intuition are there for a forking reason. Like trust your gut more than anything. Um, Your intuition is so real. Like I just cannot reiterate that enough. Like there's a reason why you had a weird feeling about so-and-so entering your friend group. There's a reason, you know, a light bulb or like went off in your head, aka your gut, when so-and-so walked in the room and like the vibe changed. Or like there's a reason why you felt the vibe change. Trust your gut. One thing my friends and I have done recently because we had like a weird situation with someone in our orbit of people um, that we all agreed was not a good person to have around. And so we were all like, damn, like I wish I've we all felt weird around this person at one point or another and we wish we would have just said something but again I was like ah, it's not worth bringing up like I don't want to seem like I'm talking shit or I don't like this person I just like felt weird um so what we now have is like a safe word it's kind of like the safe word when you use with your friends when you're at a bar and you're like this guy's being creepy you're like pineapple pineapple like help me save me like help me like get away from this guy so come up with a new word with your friends like Let's say it's mango. You're like, mango, you bring it up to your friends. You're like, hey, this is a mango thing. I don't know if I'm crazy. The story I'm telling myself is I had a weird feeling when so-and-so walked in. Was I the only one? I might be crazy. My gut went off. 
some I got a weird vibe. Um, I think that's good to have like a little safe word. So it's not like I feel like there's this is a whole topic for another conversation. There's like a big difference between talking shit and venting. But like I'm like, are they diff- that different? Anyway, I think the mango thing helps reiterate that this is like I need to bring this up to help the keep the integrity of the friend group versus me just talking mad shit. Does that make sense? Number 12 is moderation over restricting. I used to restrict food like crazy, trigger warning, um, with anything like eating disorder food wise. I don't have an eating disorder. I'm not gonna talk about that, but this is about food. Um, I used to be such a restrictor when it came to food and I would be like, oh, no carbs, no whatever. And then it would be like, I would do that the whole week and then Friday would come along and I would binge like on my cheat day. I would be like, oh my God, I need this, I need this, I need this. And then I'd feel like sick afterwards. And lately I've been having like breakfast burritos whenever I want. You know, if I'm craving a little ice cream at night, I have a few bites instead of like eating the entire thing of ice cream. Like it has helped me so much. And actually I feel like I'm more fit by like eating things in moderation versus like binging all at once. So yeah, just eat the damn ice cream, eat the pizza. If you're craving it, satisfy your craving. Life's too short. No one is going to notice if you ate the pizza or not. (laughs) That's um, something I've learned at 25. I used to be such a restrictor. So yeah, that's over. We don't need to get too much into that. I feel like so many females deal with so much shit regarding food and fitness and whatever. And it's like, so hard to deal with and talk about and I don't need to go into detail but yeah we all struggle with it and just eat the whatever you want eat whatever the fork you want that's what I have to say Um, everything in moderation is key okay number 13 is hobbies are important I used to think like work is life And then like party when you're not working. Like that's literally how I used to think. And now I'm realizing how much like hobbies are really important. Um, Basically, like you need to find things in life that make you happy no matter what. So when all else fails, when your friends aren't showing up, when, you know, mom and dad are busy, whatever the case is, you know you can count on that one coffee that's a mile walk away that you just forking love. Like, or, you know, for me, I love tennis. I forking love it. I love golf. I love coloring. I love going to the beach with my friends. Like, things like that. You have to have hobbies you can rely on or little things here and there that you can rely on that you know will make you happy. Like, Watching the sunset for me, I forking love that. Like I not, I didn't even realize, I feel like I was go, go, go so much. I didn't even realize how much that actually brings me joy. So just keep note, find hobbies and stick to them, you know, make them just as important in your routine as going to the gym is. And it can be once a week. It's, they're important. Okay, number 14, you guys have heard it on this podcast, Um, the iconic Eleanor Roosevelt quote, great minds discuss ideas, average minds discuss events, and small minds discuss people. The quote speaks for itself, truly. It's so true. Um, anytime I'm like talking mad shit about someone, I just try, I try and like, first of all, recognize that I am like, hey, red flag, you're talking shit. Like, is this, first of all, is this worth it? You're probably losing brain cells. Clearly, 
you got to work on something with, within yourself because you're talking mad shit about someone. I don't know. Like, there's so... Every, anytime I'm talking shit about someone, I try and remember, like, okay, why am I doing this? And am I and the person I'm talking to, are we really that bored and boring that we have nothing to talk about other than shit about someone? Like, do we really have nothing in common? I guarantee you can find something in common that you can talk about other than shit about someone. So, yeah, I try and live by that. And just I feel like the first thing is just recognizing when you're talking shit. Like, okay, let's wrap this up. <laughs> I try and remind myself that. No one's perfect. Um, number 15 is it's a no unless you ask. This has been like a game changer in my career and my like with podcast guests no one's gonna like waltz on in here with a silver platter like on my podcast guests not like chris jenner's gonna walk in like you really do have to put yourself on out on a limb whether it's for a boy you like or a girl you like or whatever like put yourself out on a limb and ask and if it's a no at least you asked. Now, it's automatically going to be a no unless you ask. So that's a huge one for me. Number 16, this is so silly, but like huge in my world is a little cleanup here and there is better than waiting for it to pile up and like cleaning the entire week because you've let so much pile up. So what I mean by that is I used to just like literally go in, do my hair and makeup, leave it a pigsty come in the next day, do the same thing, make it even more of a mess. And by the end of the week, I'd be like, okay, I'll clean on Sunday. No, now that is not the vibe. I clean like 10 to 20 to 30 minutes every day. It's a part of my routine. When I'm done with in the kitchen, I try and like wipe them things up. I don't let things sit for more than like one to two to three days. And that's been a huge game changer for me as well. Number 17. <laughs> You have to be able to water your own plant before you can help water others. I I feel like clearly there's a lot with me. I struggle with putting myself first, like really, which is crazy because I don't know. I, I didn't think I was so bad at that, <laughs> but I really will like I'll go out on a limb like when I don't have to to help others or you know, show off to others or make like validate other feel like I, I just do everything I possibly can to like make other people happy. And because I feel like it'll be validating on my end, like, oh, like they'll be so happy that I helped them or, you know, things like that. It's more of a selfish thing. I'm like, oh, I want them to praise me versus like me just doing what I need, like what I truly need, like help, help yourself first before you help others. It's OK to say no to things. Um, and know in your heart that it's not that deep. Like it's not, not when people cancel on me, I am not mad. I'm happy because now I have time to like work on what I actually wanted to do or what I actually wanted to help myself with. So I think just like, yeah, keep in mind, like you have to water your own plant, whether that's, you know, watering myself for me is like making time for the gym, making time to sleep, making time to do my own thing, making time to do things that make me happy. Because if I don't do that, I'll go crazy trying to please others. So yeah, I have an issue with trying to please others. I need to work on that. But that's something I've learned. So I need to water my own plant. This one's huge. I always talk about it on this podcast. But number 18 is launch now, adjust later. 
I cannot. This is probably my biggest thing. Like this is these are words I live by. Launch now, adjust later. If you're waiting to start the business you've always wanted to, if you're waiting to move to the city you've always wanted to, if you're waiting for the right moment to um, kiss the boy you like, if you're waiting for whatever the fork it is, there's never going to be a good time. There's never going to be a time a good time for you to go to Europe. There's never going to be a good time for you to start tennis lessons like there's never it's never gonna get easier you're just gonna get more busy um yeah it's it's life's gonna get harder so there's never gonna be a good time launch whatever the fork you want to now and it's not gonna be perfect it'll probably be the worst it'll ever be launch now and adjust it along the way you should look back at your project or whatever you're trying to start, let's say it's a YouTube channel, you should look back at your YouTube channel in a year and be like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. My first video is so bad. That's good. That means you've moved on, you've progressed, you've learned how to you know, film a little better, you've learned how to be a little bit more comfortable in front of the camera, you've learned how to make your thumbnails better and brighter and more poppy and you've gotten more views, whatever the case is, it'll get better, just launch now and adjust it later. The hardest part is launching. I wish I would have launched like half the things that I waited for way earlier um, than what I did. So this is your sign. Launch now. Adjust later. Don't wait. No one is going to do it for you. Just do it. Um, okay. Number 19 is delegate what you're bad at. So for me, for so long, I like it was like a pride thing when it came to editing. I was like, no, but I'm good at editing. And like, I don't want to be one of those YouTubers that like gives away my work. Like only bad YouTubers do that. Like that's literally what I thought in my head is like a pride thing. And the second I delegated and like hired Julia to help me with editing, I am, it is for my mental sanity. Like I, first of all, I'm so much better of a YouTuber now. Um, I can actually do the fun editing that I want instead of like the rough cutting and you know, the, the shit I don't need to be there for or I don't need to be doing. I much rather would delegate it. I work my ass off. Um, I can afford her and delegate, De delegate what you're bad at. Cause now I can hone in on what I'm good at. Absolutely kill that and hire someone that's better than me to accomplish what I was kind of bad at. Does that make sense? Delegate what you're bad at. It's worth it. Um, it's worth the money too. Um, number 20 is be kind to everyone. <laughs> this is such a silly one, but it's like so true. Even like, I think what I mean by this is not, yes, of course, the assistants, the interns, the nobodies always end up becoming a somebody and how convenient that you were nice to them. Of course, everyone knows that, right? That's the one like, if we're talking business wise, yes, be nice for that reason. But I'm talking be kind to everyone without expecting anything in return ever and it'll just make your life better. Like when I say at the end of this podcast, I'm like, make someone's day. Like actually try to make someone's day because not only does it make theirs, their life better and their day better, but it makes me happy helping someone else. Like it's, it's weird. For some reason, it makes me happy doing that. So say hi to the person at your coffee shop that you go to. Smile at so-and-so walking out of the library when you're walking in you know, talk to your grocery person, tell them you like their nails, tell them you like their whatever. Like it's not that hard and it's not that deep and don't expect anything in return. Like ex expectations and resentments and the making. Be kind, just be kind to everyone. 
also good kind energy attracts good kind energy like what you put out into the world and the universe and like whatever you believe in god whatever universe whatever crystals i don't fucking care like it is a thing like whatever you put out you will receive back so like be kind to people no matter what like go out on a limb for someone this week you'll be surprised who will go out on a limb for you one day when you're not expecting it and they didn't have to and how much it meant to you slay number 21 is exceed expectations i think it's just important i I think this mainly in a work setting but also in relationships with like friendships and you know showing up like it's so crazy but in la like when people show up to things that i invite them to like i am so grateful because i know it is a hassle like the traffic's a lot it was far away there's a gazillion other things you could be doing right now you could be working you probably got invited to like eight other events like showing up not only showing up means so much but also like going the extra mile to you know bring a hostess gift or I, that's not really a good example like in in a work setting like just do more than you have to because again like karma is real like when you go the extra mile and you give like that'll come back to you in some capacity the other thing with exceeding expectations is people expect you to show up to work and do your job what they don't expect you to do is go the extra mile do what you don't have to do give them multiple options even though they ask for one um that's what gets you a promotion that's what takes you to the next level that's what gets you in a different tax bracket like seriously though like if you do way more than what you're asked, people notice that and they remember it. And if you're consistent with doing more than what you're asked, you most likely will be rewarded. And if you're not, keep note of that and I don't know, maybe reroute your career. <laughs> These are all like overall umbrella things I've lived by, not like I'm please take everything I say with a grain of salt. Okay, number 22 is just because it's convenient doesn't mean it's the right decision. This kind of goes with the FOMO thing, but I feel like with LA, I realized how many convenient friendships I had in Indiana because like, of course we're friends. We have cheer practice every couple of days a week. So of course we're gonna be friends because I'm around you conveniently all the time. Um, You know, of course I'm friends with my brother's friends because they're literally always about my house. But now moving to LA, I'm realizing, oh, it's actually hard to like make friends and keep relationships and, you know, because it's just a hassle to hassle the city for people to do things. And um, I feel like all the time, like I'll be hanging out with people and they'll be like, okay, we want to go to the res- this restaurant when like secretly I wanted Panera or whatever the fork it is. Like just because it was convenient and your friend group wanted to do that doesn't mean it's always the right decision. Like again, this this goes back to like, Uh, me trying to please people like sometimes Panera is what will truly make my day and if that means I need to go home by myself and eat it by all means like water your own plant do what you need to do just because something's convenient and just because you're already on the west side and people are going out doesn't mean you need to go out if you don't want to does that make any sense I hope it does number 23 is your brain loves when you try something new I'm a hoe for trying something new. I love trying a new restaurant. I love going to a new area or part of town. I love meeting new people. Um, It seriously does like intellectually stimulate you. And of course it's nice to have a routine, but I think doing little things here and there 
that are new and small, tiny risks are what help you take the bigger risks down the road, which ultimately help you level up your entire life. So start small and try something new. And you never know what can happen from that. Um, people, food, things, places, everything. Try try something new this week. Um, okay, number 24 is everyone loves to give a good recommendation. So that's why I think it's very important to ask for recommendations. So like, you know, ask for a favor, ask for word of mouth is huge. Like ask for a good re- recommendation to a restaurant, ask for a good recommendation for a hard drive that you need for a computer, whatever it is. Um, one, because people are flattered when you're the person that they ask. Like when someone comes, someone comes to me and they're like, hey, TK, um, I want to hire someone for my team and I trust you. Who do you recommend? Like that means a lot to me because I'm like, wow, they trust me to like find someone for them to hire full time and them to pay. Like that means a lot to me. Um, so don't be afraid to ask for recommendations, but also simultaneously don't be afraid to give good recommendations and um yeah i just think that's like a fun little thing i've learned along the way and also most of the time recommendations or places people say you should go or try are always going to be good because the last thing they want to do is give a bad recommendation of where you go and then i was like oh yeah so and so said to go here and it sucked like they're not going to give you a bad recommendation most of the time it's good (laughs) i'd say like 98 percent of the time it's good okay And last but certainly not least, comparison is the thief of joy. Um, I mean, hello, 25-year-old girl. Like, I feel like all we do is compare on social media. And I'm literally on social media as my job. Yeah, comparison comparison is the thief of joy is so true. You know, someone's chapter one is might be my chapter eight or their chapter 10 might be my chapter one don't compare your story and your roadmap to anyone else because you're you are you for a reason and you are unique and that's what makes you special is that you're on a different path than so-and-so even your best friends even people in your orbit like when so-and-so gets a really big career opportunity and it hasn't happened to me yet or nothing remotely close has happened to me yet or so-and-so you know is in a really great awesome lovey-dovey sexy relationship and I'm not even close to that I'm like literally like swiping (laughs) still like they're in their peak season and for some reason and maybe I'm in my peak season in a different area of life and I that's just something I try to remember so um yeah a lot of those I feel like are overall umbrella statements and words to live by they've helped me along the way and trying to remember those like little nuggets of gold um when you're going through it sometimes are the main things that help you get through a hard season or you know hard moment and I don't know. I know some of them are cheesy, but they really have helped me. And those are, I guess, are the 25 things that I've learned at 25. And I'm really excited for what this year has in store. Um, I feel like it's going to be a really big transformative year. And I'm really nervous. (laughs) Um, I'm really scared, but I'm really excited because change is good. And for some reason, I don't know, when I turned 25, I was like, whoa, 
this just feels different. I don't know what's happening or what's going to happen, um, but I'm excited. And I will be sharing and documenting everything I learn along the way. So definitely subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, you can just search Taylor King on YouTube and follow me on Instagram and TikTok at TK's Juicy Polls. And let me know if you guys like these types of podcasts. I would love to do more. Um, comment down below any topics or title ideas or podcasts you would like me to do in the near future because I love reading your guys' comments and you guys have the best ideas. So thank you so much. Thank you for an amazing you know, past couple of years that I've shared my life on the internet and wouldn't be here without y'all. So um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. It means the world, and I'm so excited to see what 25 will bring. So be sure to make someone stay this week and rate and review, comments, live, love, love. <laughs> um, I love y'all. Peace.